everybody. Welcome or welcome back to the Fuel Church Podcast. We're so excited that you're joining us today. We want to thank all of you that give generously to this ministry. It's because of your giving that this ministry is possible. To give, you can visit us at thefuelchurch.com. We hope this message inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. Hey, well, welcome to week number two of a four-part series called I'm In. I'm In. And uh, last week, we looked at I'm Invited. Someone say, I'm Invited. Come on, you're going to talk back to me. You may be in your living room, but we're going to talk back to each other today. And we looked at how we are invited into the family of God. And this truth is so powerful for us. And today we're going to look at part two of our message series, I'm In, with a message titled, I'm Invaluable. I'm Invaluable. Come on, let me hear you say it real loud from your living room. I'm Invaluable. One more time. I'm Invaluable. And so I believe that this message uh, really is one of the most important messages I could preach to you. And, um, and probably one of the most difficult ones for so many to believe. Um, so what I want to talk to you about today is how each of us are invaluable to God's work and to God's house. Now, this word invaluable, it, it doesn't give a negative connotation. It's actually a positive. It means priceless, indispensable, irreplaceable, valuable beyond estimation, something so precious that one cannot assign a price to it. The truth today, friends, is you are called by God. You are chosen by God. You are capable. You are invaluable. I love the parable uh, that Jesus tells about the shepherd uh, losing the one sheep and how that shepherd would leave the 99 sheep to go after the one sheep. And it says to you and I that every one of us, we matter. We matter. Now, I have three kids. I know a lot of you have kids. And I can tell you this, if I lost one of my kids, I'm, I'm not going to say, hey, you know, I got two other kids. I'm not, I'm not going to mess with the one that's lost. No, I'm going to go after them. And actually, that happened to our son when he was three years old. We were in a very large clothing store. And as three-year-olds do, you know, play hide and seek and hide in the clothes. And all of a sudden, Isaiah's missing in this huge store. And let me tell you, friends, as a father, I did everything I could to find my son. And what was about a two to three minute period seemed like hours that my son was lost. And I did everything. Why? Because he's my son. And that's what fathers do. Fathers go after their kids when they're lost. How much more does our Heavenly Father go on an all-out search and rescue for you and I? Why? Because you're invaluable, you're important, and you're his son or daughter. But most people in the church feel the exact opposite about themselves. We come into church and we feel as if we're not good enough. We compare ourselves. Well, they can say some amazing prayers and I'll never be that eloquent or spiritual in my prayers. We say things like, I'm not as talented as them. They have all the gifts and all the talents and I have nothing to offer the church. We feel as if we're not as important as other people. They have a certain title as a leader and and I don't have a title. I just serve on a team. We feel like we don't matter. We feel as if our past is too bad. 
for God to use us. We feel completely unworthy. We feel like we don't know enough about the scriptures, don't know enough about spiritual things, and we believe the lies of the enemy. We believe these lies. We believe them. And the biggest lie we believe is this. If I weren't here, it really wouldn't matter much. Like if I wasn't at church on a Sunday, it really wouldn't matter much. My little part doesn't really make a difference to anyone. We wrongly believe that no one would notice if we didn't show up. And so my prayer for you today is that you see that you are invaluable to God's work and to God's house, that he wants to use somebody just like you. Come on, can I get a good amen? Let me hear you. There we go. Because when God created you, he put you at this moment in history. Why? Because it's at this time that you can best glorify God. Let's look at a scripture here in 1 Corinthians. And I love how Paul compares the church to the human body. And he says this in 1 Corinthians 12, 12, just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all of its many parts from one body So it is with Christ. Paul's making the analogy that there are many parts in the body, but they make up one body. Let's do something fun for a minute. A group of elephants is called what? A herd, right? A group of lions is called a pride. A group of cheetahs is called a coalition. A group of donkeys is called, be careful, I know what you're thinking. A pace. A group of vultures is called a committee. And those have been raised in church. Say a big amen right there. So every single animal has one name, but a group takes on a different name. It's same with us. Individually, you and I are called a Christian, a disciple, right? But as a group of Christ's followers surrendered surrendered to him, we're called the body of Christ. We're called the church, the family of God. We are his hands. We are his feet. We are his body. And you are an invaluable part of the body of Christ. You see, when God sent his son to die on the cross, it was for you. It was for you. And not only for your forgiveness of sins, but for you now to be connected, to be linked up, to be part of something way bigger than yourself. Come on, I want you to elbow your neighbor and say, I'm invaluable. I'm invaluable to the body of Christ. Because the reality is every part of the body matters. Let's look at the reading of Paul, as we continue in 1 Corinthians, let's look at verse 14 and 17. And he's giving the analogy once again, the comparison of the body that we have to the body of Christ. And he says, even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. It would not, for that reason, stop being a part of the body. Verse 16, and if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. It would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, that'd be weird, 
but it says, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? And so we see here that Paul contrasts uh, several parts of the body. Very interesting. He contrasts there at the end, the ear and the eye. And uh, we know that our eyes get of a lot of attention. Our ears don't get a whole lot of attention, at least I don't think so. No one has ever had an ear-to-ear conversation, have they? We've had an eye-to-eye conversation. Uh, no one ha- in love has ever stared longingly into someone's ear. It, and if, if you have, um, it may be time for a breakup. <laughs> uh, no one has ever said, your ear is so beautiful. Oh my gosh, look at her ear. Look at his ear. I fell in love with him because of his ears. Uh, We've said that about people's eyes. Oh, she has beautiful eyes. He has beautiful eyes. Uh, But Paul's making this comparison that, hey, just because the ears don't get a lot of attention, they're very important. I mean, they're very important to our body. I mean, uh, so the ear could say, hey, I'm not important. Uh, But if there was no ear, we couldn't hear, right? And so every part matters. Your part matters. Your role matters. Your presence matters. Your voice matters. Your contribution matters. Your giving matters. Your smile, it matters to the body. It all matters in the family of God. Paul continues the reading, 1 Corinthians. We look at verse 22 and 27. He says, in fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. I love what Paul says here. He said there's some parts of the body that seem like they're not as important. They seem like they're the weak parts of your body. Um, We have some of those parts on our body, like, say, your pinky toe, right? It's usually covered up, right? We usually don't look at our pinky toe and say, man, pinky toe, you are so important to my body. But I guarantee you, if you're walking through your living room and all of a sudden you stub that pinky toe and hit it on the edge of the couch, I guarantee you, you're going to know it's there. You're going to know that it's an important part, right? And so Paul is telling us, hey, just because you think the part you play isn't important, it is. Just because you think and feel maybe you're a weak part, No, 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 you're an important part of the body of Christ. Those that aren't on the stage or maybe on the screen doing church news or whatever think like, I'm not as important, but you are. Because the reality is we join together every weekend in our facilities and the reality is someone came in throughout the week to clean those facilities. And our cleaning team's been extra busy in the last couple weeks taking extra precautions within our facilities. And we're so grateful for them that we can come in on a weekend and bring our family to a facility that smells good and is clean and has a spirit of excellence in it. But that cleaning team's really not seen much. There's no one waiting on them to give them a hand clap when they show up with the cleaning supplies and the vacuum and scrubbing floors. But it's an important part. I think we all would agree on that. Several teams, man, that that really aren't seen that much. What about our parking team, 
right? They're here early. They're staying late, making sure the signage is all out. As you know, within our church, you know, we're parking in several different lots and we're doing our best to facilitate the growth that has happened here. But, but they're coming, showing up early when no one's here. The coffee's not even brewed yet. And they're still here getting things prepared. We could go on and on. Our production team is here practicing. Our worship team practices. Uh, People are offering up prayers throughout the week. They're not seen, but they're very, very important. Because sometimes what you do is not as visible. Sometimes the work we do to play our part in the body of Christ isn't as visible. But just because it's not as visible doesn't mean it's not important. You're an important part. You're invaluable. You're a part of the body and we need you and God needs you. People may not see or know about what you do, but God sees everything and he knows everything. Some people say, I never knew if what I I did really made a difference. And can I tell you today, yes, what you do makes a massive difference in the body of Christ. Your smile as you greet people as they walk through the doors, it makes a difference, right? Your prayers as people respond to God during response time, they make a difference. Your words of encouragement as you lift another team member who's going through a rough season of their life, they make a difference. Your faithfulness to come and clean God's house makes a difference. Your commitment week after week to pour into our students, planting seeds of hope and grace in them, they make a difference. Your heart to help families get checked in so their kids can learn about God, you're making a difference, friend. I need you to know this. Your loving kindness to the parent who is frazzled, leaving their baby in the nursery for the first time, you're making a difference. Your smile in the parking lot as that first time guest comes who's nervous and a little afraid of a church experience because of the past experience they had. Your smile, it's making a difference. It all makes a huge difference. It all paves the way. Everything we do is important to God's house because it all sets us up for the most important part of our worship experience. And that's when people are faced with a decision to accept Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. You're helping lead people to Christ. Just think, less than five years, over 5,000 people have said yes to Jesus because you, my friend, are making a difference in the body of Christ here at Fuel Church. You're called, you're chosen, you're capable, you're invaluable to God's work. Do not believe the lies of the enemy. Do not believe it. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever had your arm fall asleep or your leg or your foot fall asleep? Uh, It's one of the weirdest feelings and I really don't like it when my foot falls asleep and you're sitting there, you know, trying to pound your foot or hit your arm to wake up and you're doing all this stuff and it's all tingly and feels weird. And the crazy thing is, you know, when it falls asleep, it's still connected to the body, but it's really useless. It's really not being utilized and you really, it's hard to walk. It's hard to use your hand when it falls asleep because it's really not functioning at full capacity. Church, if you aren't engaged, if you're not involved in serving, may I submit to you, you may be asleep. You may be that arm that's asleep. 
You may need some shaking to wake up. I came to shake you a little bit, to wake you up. The body of Christ needs you to wake up because we can't be all that God has called us to be without you functioning in your role. You're an important part. There's something God wants to do through you that's not being done or accomplished. There's a missing piece of the body. A need isn't being met. A life isn't being changed and someone is going to a Christless eternity. It's time to wake up. Awake, O sleeper, the Bible says. I'm here to shake you, to tell you it's time to wake up. Because at this church, one of our core values is this. We are spiritual contributors, not spiritual consumers. What does that mean? We are here to serve others, right? We are here to reach others. We are here to help someone take their next step. People are taking time to serve you and your family week after week. What are you giving back to someone else or how are you serving them? Listen, it's time to wake up. It's time for you to get involved. It's time for you to be a part of the body of Christ here at Fuel Church. I could hear someone saying, well, I just don't think I, I could because I got a pretty ugly past. Like you really don't know my past and what I've been involved with and what I've done. Listen, friends, your past doesn't disqualify you. It actually prepares you for this season that God has for your life, for you to serve his people, for you to love on people, for you to use your story, your testimony. The Bible says that we overcome our enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our story. Your story has power. Whether you like your story or not, it's part of your past, but God can use part of your past to bring freedom to someone else. You may say, well, I just don't have that ability that other people have in the church. You know, I don't know where I would fit in. Listen, it's not about your ability. It's all about your availability. Make yourself available to God. Friend, you are invaluable. You're invaluable. I want you to know you're invaluable. You're priceless. Your presence matters. Your story matters. Your voice matters. Your words matter. Your gifts matter. Your encouragement matters. Your generosity matters. Just think for a moment with me. What do you think could happen if every part of the body was engaged here at Fuel Church? Every one of you imagine yourselves as a part you're a part of the body. What if you weren't asleep? What if you were fully engaged? What, what do you think uh, the difference we could make within our communities if we saw our role as that important, that we need to be awake? Because I'll tell you what we've done with a few people. I'll tell you what we've done with some that have realize I'm invaluable, that I'm important to the body, that I'm just not here on earth to exist. I'm here to help somebody know God find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Here's what we've done with a few people. We were able last year to wipe out $5.2 million in medical debt in Howard and Miami County with a few people giving, right? What would happen if everybody said, I want to be a financial contributor? I want to see, what could we do in our community? How could we serve the least of them? How could we be those hope dealers and go out and bless and love on people? With a few, we were able last year to launch a second campus, our Westfield campus, Man, it was, it's been awesome the last six months seeing that campus thrive and grow and new people come in and people get saved. With a few people, we're able to last year to teach thousands of kids and students the Bible. 
thousands. Our student and kids ministry uh, has hundreds and hundreds every weekend joining. We're reaching thousands every month because a few people said, hey, I want to invest in the next generation. I want, I want them to know of the hope in Jesus Christ. With a few people, we were able to do outreaches through Hope for the City and give back to our community, supplies, food, different things like that we've collected throughout the year. We were able to do that for thousands of people. We were able to invest in helping people through faith-based recovery from addiction and strongholds through Celebrate Recovery and Valley of Grace. We're able with a few people to help mission efforts around the world through Causely, through your check-ins and through your faithful giving to our missions. I mean, just think, what could happen if we all joined together and said, hey, we're gonna wake up. I may be the hand, I may be the foot, but I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna play my part. God is not looking for equal giving. He's looking for equal sacrifice. Come on, you're invaluable. Just think what we could do if every one of us recognized that we matter to God, that we're valuable, that we are chosen. Just think of what we could do if you tapped into your gifts and talents and your God-given purpose, like you really discovered your purpose for being on earth. Think of how many people we could reach. Think of how strong the body of Christ at Fuel Church would be. So I'm calling some arms to wake up. I'm calling some feet wake up. Come on. It is our time. Take your next step, whatever that may be. It may be baptism. It may be to get on a, get on a team. It may be to get plugged into a small group. It may be to be a financial contributor and help us reach God's lost kids. Man, together we're making heaven a bigger place. What God is doing here is amazing. It is our greatest time as a church. I know there's a lot of fear out there right now, right? And we've talked about that today. And I want to encourage you, do not be led by fear. I want to encourage you to spread faith. Faith is contagious, just like fear is contagious. And I want to encourage you today to grab a hold of faith within your home. Fathers and mothers, lead your family to prayer. Come against the spirit of fear that's trying to attack them. I know you're going to be with the kids for four weeks. I'm praying for y'all. Pray for all the parents. <laughs> Kids are out of school for a long time, but we're not going to allow fear to paralyze us. I heard this quote from the famous theologian, A.W. Tozer. He said this, a scared world needs a fearless church. A scared world needs a fearless church. I believe that's fuel church. We're fearless. We go where no one else is going. We reach people no one else is reaching. We're not afraid of the fear the enemy is trying to instill within our communities, within our worlds. Why? Because we have the answer. His name is Jesus. He gave us a gift. Remember, the gift of peace. So I want you to know today you're invaluable to God's house. You're invaluable to this church. God needs you. We need you. I always say it like this. What I'm a part of is much bigger than the part I play. What I'm a part of is much bigger. I am honored, privileged to be a part of God's family, God's house, to make an eternal difference. I mean, really, what matters? What matters when it's all done, church? It's not what we accumulate. It's not what we have here on earth, our possessions, our things. What matters is what we do for eternity. The people that we take with us to eternity, that's what matters. 
I want to thank you for joining us today online. I can't wait. We'll be back next weekend in person. We'll be telling you about how you can attend one of our uh, services at both locations. We love you guys. I want to pray for you, and I'm going to lead you in a prayer of salvation because we never close a service without giving somebody an opportunity. Maybe you're there in your living room watching this on Facebook. Maybe you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. I want to ask you this question, friend. If you were to put your head on your pillow tonight for the last time, do you know where eternity is for you? If you can't 100% confidently answer, yes, I know it's heaven, I want you to pray this with me and mean it with all your heart. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for every person here. Lord, those who are far from you, those who are searching for answers, those who are trying to fill the void, pray this with me. Say, Jesus, I invite you into my heart. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you came, that I may have life and life more abundantly. I receive you into my heart as my personal Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with others. You can take a screenshot, post it on your social media, and tag us. If you ever have the opportunity, we'd love for you to join us for one of our weekend gatherings. For more information on our locations and service times, please visit us at thefuelchurch.com. We hope this message inspired you to take your next step in your faith journey. See you next week.